welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here, each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. God's Word tells us it's important for us to have vision for the future. And it's important for a church, a group of people who are following the Lord together, to also have vision for where they're headed as a group, as a fellowship, as a church. In this episode of Unscripted, we discuss vision, and specifically the vision God has given Pastor Nate for our church, Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. Let's join the discussion now. Hey, Nate, it's been a minute. Yeah, we had like Christmas and that's what after happened. Christmas and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's. Uh, I feel like I haven't been in this room for a long time. It's cold in here. It is snowing cold in here. outside. For those of you who don't know, we have a little podcast studio that we've set up at the basement, which is our kind of midweek meeting space in Riverwalk and Edwards. And so it's a it's a room that currently I'm staring at a ladder and a ping pong table. <laughs> it's kind of podcast slash storage. Feels like room. a storage closet. Although if you look at one half of the room, it looks really nice because we do video stuff there, but then the other half of the room is clutter. So <laughs> But it is cold in here today. Is that why we don't do a video podcast? Is that why? I mean, other people do video podcasts in this Yeah, as long as you just point the camera at that one wall, then it looks good. That's the the big secret about like uh, video studios and stuff is, you know, everything looks neat and tidy in the shop, but you just take one step outside of that and there's usually stuff (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) And it it appears that we, uh, or it feels like we don't have heat in this room. It does. I feel like that. A little space heater, but we got to turn that off once we start recording. So... When we start uh, shivering, we'll stop talking, probably. Yeah, probably so. How about we start off with a little this or that? Okay. Let's uh, let's get to know you a little bit more, all right? Sounds this good. This is going to go quick. I don't want a full explanation on everyone. I don't want okay. you, like, taking all this time going, well, let me think about that. Like, it's got to be quick, okay. all right? Yeah. Chocolate or berry? Chocolate. Oh, nice. Okay. That's what Timber says, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, candy or cake? Cake. Okay. Beef or chicken? Beef. Ski or snowboard? Uh, ski. I do snowboard too, but ski. Vale or Beaver Creek? Beaver Creek, actually. Wow. Depends on the day. If if it's, if it's like a dumped 12 inches last night type of day, I'd probably choose Vale and go make the trek to Blue Sky Basin and get some good pow turns. But on any given day, Beaver Creek always has good spots that maybe not that many people know about. So they don't hit them. So they're easily reachable. Yeah. So Beaver Creek, I can park at Arrowhead for free. Yeah. I go up, I'm up on the mountain. Don't tell anybody about that. I'm not gonna, I, the, the free parking is not a big deal. (laughs) Usually if you're on the weekends, you can't park for free. So that's true. Um, yeah, the the best powder I've had since I've been here is back in Blue Sky. I yeah, back one day with knee deep, it's insane. Uh, last one, glasses or contacts? Contacts. Why? I man, I've had contacts since I was twelve years old, yeah. and I wear glasses. I usually wear glasses when I take my contacts out, but I just I don't like things hanging on my nose. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it wears my nose weird, and it like hurts, and then. Then they slide down my nose, yeah. and so I'm like always pushing them up. I feel like the librarian or the nerd sticking my <laughs> finger up the middle of the glasses bridge. Um, and then I can't wear sunglasses with glasses. That's my problem. So I have to buy prescription sunglasses. So yeah, yeah, contacts all the way. But with contacts, you can't do this. 
<laughs> You're right. Oh, we need a video podcast yeah. for that. Yeah, but. you can't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked that last one because we're talking about vision mm. this yeah. week. And have you ever, can you think of a time when your eyes played a trick on you? Like you thought you saw something, but it maybe got closer to it and you're like, oh, that wasn't what I thought it was at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Really. <laughs> Maybe you need <laughs> like, new contacts. I might need new contacts, <laughs> yeah. No. But it, or like when you're skiing and it's like flat light and it's snowing mm. and you can't really, you think that where you're going is clear and flat and then you get there and then you're like halfway jump <laughs> off a mogul and you didn't realize it was there, yeah. you know? Until you're in there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that happens to me a lot, for sure. Well, yesterday was Vision Sunday. We do this once a year where mm -hmm. you take a time early in January and, and you come and, and you share with us as a church. Uh, we focus a little bit on, on what's happened in the past year and then also what God's put on your heart for our fellowship for this next year. Mm -hmm. Are there any specific things uh, that as you think of 2024 and where we're headed, are there any specific things that you're really excited about that you feel like God is leading us to, uh, that you have vision for? Mm -hmm. um, just wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about that a little bit um, outside of the teaching, you know, where you could just share your heart with us a little bit about anything specific that's really exciting you. Yeah, I I'm one of the things I'm really excited about is our uh, worship nights that we're doing. Mm, yeah. um, something I've kind of wanted to do for a long time, and it just felt like the right time this year where once a month on a Sunday night, we're just going to have a night that's about just worshiping God and mm. singing and praising. And, um, it's going to be really good. And so I, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about how, what it's going to look like. You know, it's going to be uh, a worship service, not a concert. Um, but we also have some fun friends and artists coming in to kind of participate with us. You know, this first one coming up uh, this weekend, if you're listening, you know, the same week that we're publishing this podcast on January 21st, we have Jordan Feliz coming in um, and, and he's going to sit in with our worship team, that sing some worship songs. Good. And, you know, he might do a, a, a couple little um, kind of scaled back uh, original worshipful songs as well. And, you know, um, we're going to introduce some new music that Mountain Life Worship has written, oh, really? which oh, is cool. So, cool. Yeah, we'll be doing that over the course of these worship nights as well. Just kind of, but we have quite a few songs that our church has written and we haven't been singing them much and yeah. we haven't been playing them much. And um, so I'm excited to kind of get into that that's just cool. a little bit too. So that's one thing I'm really excited about. Um, Man, there's a lot of stuff though. There's a, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of opportunity, I should say, this year that I'm excited about. They're not necessarily things that I'm like, yes, this is going to happen, mm -hmm. but they're things that are like uh, opportunities. You know, one of them is we're we're praying about and considering a permanent home for the Edwards location. Right now, we meet in a school, and if you've been there, it doesn't feel like we meet in a school mm -hmm. when you come in. But that's because we have an awesome team that makes it not feel like we meet in a school. Um, so we're, we're praying about what it looks like to have a permanent home. We have some property next to the school that we're looking at maybe partnering with the schools on and creating something that would mean that we just know where we have a home and yeah. we can, you know, use a little bit better, uh, in terms of space and whatnot. Um, we're also praying about, uh, additional campus locations. You know, the last mm -hmm. campus we planted was four years ago. Um, it's been awesome to see how God's grown and moved in the Glenwood Springs campus. That was part of our vision that God gave us from 2019 going into 2020 of reaching these communities that are around, uh, us as we're kind of centrally located in the, the Vale 
Eagle River Valley. Um, we planted a campus in Glenwood and it's been growing steadily. It's self-sufficient, self-supporting. Um, God's really moving over there in a cool way. And I feel like maybe it's time to, to, to look and see where the need is next, whether mm. that's something like Leadville or Steamboat or, uh, you know, Crested Butte. I, I don't really know. Mm. Maybe somebody who's listening right now knows yeah. <laughs> and can let, let us know exactly. Yeah. That's why I say it's an opportunity. It's not that we're not, we're not saying, Hey, we're launching a campus here. We're just praying about it because there are so many unreached people in mm -hmm. these mountain communities. And it's not just about making, you know, our church bigger. That's not really the point. It's more about reaching people who are far from God. Um, and as we know from the statistics, people in these communities are far from God. And so yeah. more churches is better. So, yeah, yeah so I'm excited about that. And there's lots of things I'm excited about. I mean, there's other stuff that we've got going on. Our groups are just crushing it right now. Getting people plugged into those is awesome. Um, you know, just, yeah, uh, let's, let's pull back and, and talk about those things. I'm going to kind of, sometimes I give you some softball questions, but, uh, this, this might be, uh, a little more difficult to answer on the spot, but in your teaching yesterday, you kind of towards the end, you really focused in on, like, it's not important that as, as important that we focus on what we're doing, mm -hmm. but why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Could you maybe talk a little bit about those, just those three things that you just mentioned right there, the worship yeah. night, uh, the, um, I already forgot the other one. Uh, uh, working on a permanent home for a uh, permanent for home campus. and then, uh, planting maybe another, uh, satellite location. Um, why, why, yeah. like why the, just the worship night for like, why, why is that important that we're doing that? And why are you excited about it? Yeah, I think, our mission as a church is to lead people into life-giving, life-changing relationship with Jesus, right? That's our mission. And so our mission is born out of our why, which is the love that God has for us. And that, that was part of the teaching on Sunday is that, you know, we have to find the reason behind what we do. Otherwise, what we do doesn't really matter all that much. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we consider the incredible love that God has for us, it should spur us to want to one, participate in that uh, and experience it and rest in it and dwell in his love. But then number two, to also spread and share that love mm. to others. And so um, so when it comes to the worship nights in, in particular, I really, uh, it's been cool to see some of the culture of worship that has developed in the past year uh, or two at our church of people really just wanting to press into the Lord. And, mm. you know, worship is much more than singing. And so when we say worship nights, it's yeah. like we're doing other things, worshiping God too. I don't, I don't want to pigeonhole this and have somebody get, well, worshiping the Lord isn't just singing. Of course yeah. it's not just singing, but a part of it is singing, you know, like we, we talked about going through Ephesians a couple months ago where it says, you know, to mm -hmm. sing to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, you know, making melody in your hearts to the Lord. That that's, that's a, a heart of worship. And that's what the heart is behind these nights is to give people an opportunity outside of the Sunday morning context to come in just for the mm -hmm. intention of worshiping God. It's not the routine, you know, cause we can easily go to church yeah. every Sunday and become it becomes a routine and we kind of lose some of the connectedness because we're kind of like looking around the room. Who's here? Who do I want to say hi to you? Kind of like, I don't really like this song, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, you know? Um, so for these worship nights, the heart behind it, the why really is to give people an opportunity to press into the love of God. And that's, that's really awesome. it. It's yeah. as simple as that. Um, 
And I think that that's, that's the heart that we want to have behind everything. But this is more, this is more, the worship nights are more of a, an internal thing. It's like, Hey, we've got, let, let's stir up in our, in our congregation, in our people. Let's, let's stir up a heart that worships God. Mm -hmm. Right. And let's, um, bring that, that fervency to our worship, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, in the scripture, there's a, a, when they, when it says, you know, fervent in your love for one another, it talks about like, it's almost like boiling, you know? So yeah. just to kind of, uh, that picture of being excited and worshipful and mm -hmm. experiencing God's love and resting in it and then reflecting it ultimately. And so yeah. I think to reflect it, like we want to, we have to experience it. And so that's kind of the, the heart behind that's these cool. nights is to experience it, to, to rest and to worship and to dwell in the presence of God. As much as he's with us always, I think there's sure. times when yeah. it's good to press in like that. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, for the other things, I think that um, it's, it's really, again, goes back to the same motivation, just in a different way. So, so looking at campus, like planting another extension campus of our church, the heart and the vision behind that would be, introducing people to the love of God, mm -hmm. people who are far from God, people who don't know the Lord, right? To, um, to lead people into life-giving, life-changing yeah. relationship with Jesus. And then as our vision says, you know, to, um, to like actually reach and transform these mountain communities around yeah. us through the, the love of Christ. And so <laughs> I think that's the, that's that heart behind that is that there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people the majority of people in our community and the communities around us do not know the lord mm -hmm. and we can make a difference in that yeah and it's the love of god that's the motivation you know um because god loved them god loves us we've received his love and so now it's our responsibility mm -hmm. to reflect his love and share it with those around us and so that's really the the, the picture behind um, mm -hmm. you know, going into these other communities and, and, you know, uh, honestly, I, like I want to hold these things loosely. If we plant a church and it becomes more of an independent church than it is a part of our church, then so be it. And bless yeah. the Lord for that. You know, this isn't about Nate's kingdom or mountain <laughs> life kingdom. It's more about like We're let's, changing the name of the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more about really just seeing the gospel go out into these communities. And, um, I don't really have time to get into this a whole lot, but there's a guy in the late 1800s, um, they called him Father Dyer. He actually wasn't a, a priest of any sort. He was a Methodist minister. And um, he went around to these mountain communities, trekking sometimes 20, 30 miles a day on cross-country skis hmm. to go to towns and preach the hmm. gospel. And I'm, I've been reading his autobiography. It's, it's a long and tedious read, I'll just be honest. <laughs> But what is in there is really cool. Mm -hmm. Just the heart that this guy had to reach these mountain communities. And this was back in the gold rush days. So he mm -hmm. was, you know, in Leadville and he'd be going to all these little mm -hmm. mountain communities. And it, there's some of his crazy adventures, you know, like, like sleeping there. And then there's Indians that come up or like, mm -hmm. you know, like getting that there's, you know, people that are bandits. And I mean, it's, it's interesting stuff, but he would go into these towns and he'd preach the gospel and people would get saved and he'd plant churches and mm -hmm. really just like, seeing that same kind of heart continue to reach those who are lost because that's what he was doing. A lot of those people, they didn't, ha even if they grew up in church or knew the gospel, there weren't churches yeah. in these communities and they were living, you know, like the world and, and a lot of the ways that the world would live. And he just came in and brought the, the love of God. So. Mm. And then the last one that you mentioned is, um, the possibility of, uh, of, 
forever. No, not forever. <laughs> a home. Forever. <laughs> a place. Yeah. Wait, why, why is that important? Because, you know, I, I do hear a lot these days, especially, I think I've heard of it a lot on social media and stuff like, why do churches spend all this money on a facility, you know, yeah. and like they could be doing this or doing that and stuff. Totally. What, why do you think it would be important for us to have uh, our own facility? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's, there's multiple reasons for that. To be honest, I actually used to be one of those people. Um, I have long held the opinion that a large empty sanctuary was a waste of space. Right. Um, I felt like you spend so much money on one of those things that, that it, it, sometimes it can be detrimental to the mission. And for a long time, our church has operated without that mm -hmm. and, um, and done well and mm -hmm. made a difference. Um, it's interesting, the season that we're in, I feel like the Lord is leading in a new direction in this regard because of some of the things that he's called us to do and some of the challenges we're facing in attempting mm -hmm. to do those. Um, for example, the, the the high school that we meet in has been a great partner for a long time, um, but they're growing and yeah. they need more space, which means they give us less space, mm -hmm. um, which is understandable and totally fine. Mm -hmm. But... Um, but then for us, it's become challenging. Like we have our Awana on Wednesday nights, which is our kids. We have 60 kids coming in, hearing the Bible, awesome. gospel, learning Bible verses, memorizing scripture. And we have 30 kids crammed into a room that's like 15 by 20. <sighs> and it's full of computers and desks because the high school, it's a computer lab. They've said we could use that, but we're kind of like trying to make sure the kids aren't climbing over the computers <laughs> and breaking things. And they're all sitting at these little desks and little tables. And it's become really challenging. Um, relationally with the high school in some regards because they rightfully so uh, you know want their their space to be neat and kept well and mm -hmm. um and we have needs for what we're doing with with the kids right. ministries right. you know it, it it's it, it's a good problem to have both sure. entities are growing yeah um it's just a matter of needing to, to be able to do the ministry that God's called us to. And, and there's a lot of things that we just can't do as a church mm -hmm. because we don't have the space. There's a lot of vision that God's given for different types of ministries for holding things like a Sunday, a Saturday night service, mm -hmm. um, things like events that we might want to hold conferences and things. We're just, we're pretty limited yeah. because we have to schedule around the high school and sports and volleyball and basketball and all of their different things that they have going on, which is, the things that they should be doing, you know, for their mission. And so um, that's kind of the heart behind it is like, we want to continue to reach and transform and bring the gospel and bring hope and light and peace and uh, the message of Jesus's love. And it really is inspired by the love of God, but increasingly we're finding it difficult to fulfill that um, mission that we have in the context of what we're doing right. now. Great. And, and even the, the, in conversations with the high school, they're, they're looking forward and ahead and saying, well, we don't know how much space we can give you in the future. Like what we have now is good, but, but we just don't know five years from yeah. three years from now, five years from now, we might need even those classrooms that you're using. And then it's like, okay, well, our kids are going to be sitting in the hallway downstairs <sighs> learning Bible lessons, you know, yeah, yeah. and can we do that? Absolutely. I've been in India where you have church under a tree and there's yeah. 50 people there. Um, but I do believe that with the mission that God's called us to and the way that he has positioned us, um, that 
having a permanent home could be a big blessing. And the way that we're looking at doing it is actually kind of in partnership with the schools as well in the sense of um, it wouldn't be an empty sanctuary throughout the week. Yeah, it'd be used you know, in be used. ways, yeah. So, um, so I, I feel like it, you know, as we're just kind of opening that door and talking to the schools and talking to, you know, architects and things just to see if this is a possibility. And it might not be, and it might, the Lord might just say, hey, I want you to spend another 20 years just yeah. where you're at doing exactly what you're doing and that would be fine yeah. but um sounds like a win 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 scenario you know for the schools you mean yeah, the, for yep. the schools and us i like, i fully believe it is i've had conversations with the leaders of both schools the k-8 mm-hmm. and the the high school there and it actually the way that we're talking about doing it would benefit and bless all three organizations That's awesome sounds so, like a god thing for yeah, sure yeah i think it could be so um well, those are some of the specifics about mountain life and the vision for 2024. I, I want to take a little bit of time uh, and just talk about vision. Yeah. And um, I thought it'd be interesting for people to hear just how do you receive vision from the Lord? Like how, how do you know? Because I think this is something that everybody can relate to. You know, it could be a job. It could be what college I go to or a relationship or something. But it's like, mm-hmm. how do you know that this is the Lord leading and this is God giving you vision. And it's not just Nate, like you said, you yeah. know, not building Nate's kingdom, you know, right. changing the name of the church to the kingdom of Nate yeah. fellowship. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. like, how, how do you determine that? Like, this is what yeah. the vision that God has for us. I, I think that there's not really an A plus B equals C all the time for this. Um, and this is one of those things that I, I think it's discerning the leading of the Holy spirit and discerning the will of God. And it's, it's always a challenge for all of us, myself included. Um, I think for me, sometimes there's some ways that God has continued to speak over time and I can kind of discern his voice like that. Um, there's also, you know, he moves differently at different times too. And so it's hard to kind of nail it down to here's the pattern to follow for people. But I would say this is a, just a plug for a book. There is, um, a great book by, Oh, what's his name? Ortberg. Um, I forget his first name, but Ortberg is, the, is his last name called All the Places to Go. How will you know? And yes, it's a playoff, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. That's um, how you got me here. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, you told me to read that book. Oh, and did that's I really? How the Lord led and the me Lord here. led you yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> All the Places to Go. How will you know? And um, I just remember reading that book and I was like, yeah, this is the, a lot of this is the way that I end up actually discerning whether God's leading me in a direction. But if I were to really simplify it, cause I know we're short on time, I would just say it comes back to your why, what we're talking about. Like there's the, what the, what is like, I'm going to move to Vail or I'm going to go to this school or I'm going to start doing a worship night or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to learn to read the Bible every day, or I'm going to spend time praying. Those are what, like what we do, but the what, as I've said before, isn't as important as the why. Um, because if I say, well, I'm going to make a commitment to pray every day for 30 minutes and I just, I don't really have a solid why behind it. It's just like, that's the thing I should do. Well, I'm going to get a few days into that and it's going to get challenging and I'm going to forget. And then it's like, suddenly I fell off the wagon, right? The motivation behind the what is what drives everything we do. And so really it comes back to, again, to the love of God for us. And so if I'm trying to determine what I'm doing in life, I need to pause and kind of remove my own selfishness from the equation um, and the things that I think that I want from the equation and refocus my attention on um, God, on his love for me and on 
what his mission is in the world. You know, it says in, uh, it says to seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Matthew six, right? Um, Jesus is saying, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. I mean, you could go by extension, where you're going to live, what school you're going to go to. Don't, mm-hmm. don't stress about all that stuff. Not that you don't make steps in those directions, but don't let that be the thing that stresses you out and drives your life. That's what the pagans do, he says. And your heavenly father knows that you need these things. So God's not going to leave you high and dry. He's saying, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. Mm. So when our focus is on our relationship with the Lord and on honoring the Lord, and so if my if my question is, does this decision honor the Lord? That's a great place to start, yeah. right? Does it honor the Lord for me to go to this school or not? Well, it could, or it might not. Maybe that's not the end of the line for your discernment of that question, but that's a great place to start, right? Mm-hmm. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be added. And so um, there's a whole, you know, I've done a couple messages on this where yeah. I've given like four or five steps that kind of help you outline this. Um, so I can't remember which specific <laughs> ones right now. Yeah, it's like pray, read the Bible, yeah. uh, get some good counsel, some wise counsel. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't remember which which message. I was going to try to reference the oh, message, but oh. I can't remember which message. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I um I think that the the Holy Spirit does lead us, and He does give us direction, mm-hmm. and He wants to. And I think often if we're not really sure, it's because we might not be listening. Yeah, you know the. Um, having been a lead pastor myself, I know kind of the struggle with that. I don't think you struggle as much as I did with it, you know, just as far as like the concern of like, man, am I taking this church the right direction or not? But, uh, you seem more confident than I, I was, I think (laughs) it might just be on the external. I don't know. (laughs) Good. Keep up the show. Yeah. Um, but the, I'm curious, like as to how your perspective or, or your thought on, how much vision comes from the church itself, like the people in the church, uh, rather than just the like top down, you know, do you look to the people of the church to also feed into the vision of the church? Uh, I think in a roundabout way, yes. I mean, so I'll I'll give some, I'll give some contrary evidence to that first. Um, I knew shortly after I arrived here that God had called us to plant a campus in Glenwood Springs. I just, I just knew it. It was just God who confirmed it. Mm-hmm. The Roaring Fork Valley was where we were supposed to go. And I didn't want to, wow. <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't really want to do this. And we even did this survey and kind of soft ball pitched, like kind of like just kind of floated the idea of doing these. And mm-hmm. most of the people were not really on board with that, oh, to wow. be honest. Yeah. Um, or if they, if they were, they wanted it to be an Eagle or something like that. Uh, um, and I was like, okay, so I kind of, honestly, I sat on this idea for about two years and I, and then I, God just kind of kept confirming through different things, people I would meet that were there that actually were driving over to our church to come to church, uh, opportunities in specific places. And I mean, it was just over and over and over and over again, God was kind of hammering the point home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I came to the point where I was like, all right, I'm supposed to do this. And I was actually scared to tell anybody. Like I didn't want to talk to my wife about it. Even I was like, (laughs) I told her and she's like, why are you nervous to tell me about that? I'm like, I just, I don't know. It just sounds crazy. Right. And, um, and honestly, when I announced it to the church, some people were kind of like me, I don't know why, why are we doing that? I don't really get it. Um, and other people were excited about it, Mm -hmm. but now looking back, I'm like, man, there's a thriving church in Glenwood Mm -hmm. and 
people are coming to know the Lord and there's community built there and they're part of us in a cool way. And it's just because of that obedience to the Lord, in spite of maybe some of the opposition to it. Right. Um, at the same time, there's other, there's other things like, for example, our Four Eagle Ranch service that we do for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Now, I love that service. I really like it. But there's been times in the past where I've kind of considered, like, do we keep doing this or do we not? And I just know that the people love that to the point that they take ownership of it in the sense of inviting people. It's almost a, one of our bigger outreaches of the year because yeah. people feel like, man, this is a place I can invite my family, my friends. It's fun. It's different. It's mm-hmm. something cool. And so that's, in a sense, that's kind of like set the vision for that gotcha. because the people have latched onto it. You know what I mean? If people mm-hmm. were like, to be honest, if people were kind of like, I don't know if I really like this, why are we doing this anymore? And, and it wasn't really thriving like it does Mm -hmm. i might be reconsidering and saying i don't know that's a lot of effort for our staff and it's a lot of money that we put out to make it happen there every year maybe we don't do that you know um but as it stands man god is using it he's blessing it and so i want to keep putting time and effort and resources into that so yeah that's great stuff um i'm so excited about 2024 what was jd's little line about that did you hear that like last week he said I'm, I'm expecting more in 2024. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. I just keep coming back to like, like the, the verse that I shared at the beginning of the message, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, they got the version wrong on the scriptures on the screen. So I had to read it differently than I intended to, but uh, the new living translation says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about mm. to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And just um, that that excitement about seeing what God's going to do mm-hmm. in the coming year. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to awesome. be good. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Unscripted. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to pastornate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number 8.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.